Are you ready to rumble? Guess who's here? Welcome back to Bob and Friends. I know you were all waiting. Um, there's, I checked the stats the other day, and there's four listeners. Oh my god! I know, no, it's kind of kind of crazy, but um, so yeah, millions of you. But today I'm here with my close friend and roomie, Lindsay Jarvis. Hello. <laughs> Have, it's me. Hello. Do you have anything else to say besides that? Yeah, I'm just your close friend and roommate. And this has been Bombed Friends. <laughs> anyway. That's the end. That's the game. And that's the game. But um yeah, I like to I like to start out my episodes by having the friend of mine explain how we met from their perspective. From our Okay. Shall I? Shall I begin? You you shall. Okay. Um, okay, so I, can I take the phone? Uh, or do you want to like, hold on to it? I like to hold it because, okay, we in the biz call that handling noise. Okay. When you hear all, like, the... No <laughs> handling noises whatsoever. We're I trying to have a control issue, so I wanted to hold it, but I guess I'll let you take control. I'm making, like, deep eye contact with you. No, I, I like it. It's, <laughs> it's very intimate it's in the studio. Um, okay, to answer the question, um, I've known Aubrey since kindergarten except we didn't really interact for like the first probably 10 years of our lives so we just kind of were we're passing there's a couple photos of us from times gone by of us in like field trips and we absolutely hated each other oh yeah we were we were frenemies one might add that's a lie i'm sorry that was a a, that was a personal anecdote That's that's a brutal lie i don't think i just i just don't think i interacted with you for the longest time not for any reason i was so much cooler than you which is really what the truth was but I would I would actually agree with that. No, I I just remained silent for the first ten years of my life. I think, but then, <laughs> the right to remain silent. The right to remain silent. But we went to the same little teeny tiny Christian school, which some of the other friends attended. But I would say our our love story started in like sophomore year of high school, like probably like spring semester. Mm-hmm. And I was friends with a very close friend of Aubrey's, Nathan Zuniga, as as you all may know him. Name drop. Nathan Zuniga. <laughs> I actually mentioned him on another episode of Name the podcast. Does he even know this exists? You should get him in, like, somehow do, like, a little, like, Zoom call. That'd be cool. I would love to have Nathan on. That would be such a good episode. It would be. It would be so good. Anyway, so I was friends with Nathan, and then I remember that they had hung out a couple of times before, and I was like, hey you should invite that girl to come hang out with us because Nathan and I were like relatively new friends. I didn't have a lot of like guy friends in the past. And so I was like, oh my God. Oh Me my and God. The opposite sex. The opposite sex. How intriguing. But yeah, so I think it kind of just started like that. Um, I actually don't remember. Like I know like one of the first times that we like were actually like friends hanging out was at Brooke Egley's birthday party. And mm. and we were like roasting marshmallows and you were being silly. And I was like, she's so silly. And then I do remember interacting with you in Latin class and being like, your socks are cute. And then you had like a, a wild sticker con- collection. And I was like, okay, that seals the deal. I'm going to go in for the kill. But yeah. In conclusion, I just wildly impressed her. And yeah. then that I, was the she end. She sought after, to say the least. I was like, I have a friend crush. And then I went galloping in. What was your favorite pair of socks of mine? Your fake. Your fake. 
Um, I'm trying to remember what the ones looked like because, okay, here's the thing is that if you're wearing socks other than like the white Nike ones or just like the knee highs, you're expressing yourself. So I think you had like some sort of pastel like little socks. Yeah. And I was like, oh my God. For context at our private Christian school, that was kind of our only way of self-expression is they made an amendment to our school uniform is that the only thing that was not like standardized were our socks we could wear whatever socks that we wanted to yeah they they like dangled that in front of us for a couple years and took it away and then gave it back to us so it was it was a roller coaster no they were like wear whatever you want and then people started wearing whatever socks they wanted and then they were like we don't like that never mind they're ugly no they they hated whatever we were doing and then they were like actually i guess this is fine if you i i bought so many crew socks and now i don't know what to do with all of them i think i passed mine on to abby russell i was like godspeed i'm leaving do you think do you think that it's gross for someone to wear your socks after you've worn them i think i don't think so i think that was a targeted question to say the least and i think you knew the answer because (laughs) because i passed them on but they were washed no this is actually just one of my questions for the podcast okay it really tells a lot about a person you can really get the deep darks out of the sock question yeah for sure that was a joke ha cute laughter track (laughs) i should add a laugh track to bob and friends that would be good that would be good i think i think it would add some depth yeah but anyway we're gonna we're gonna dive right in what's your demon what's my whoa we are diving right in you could also interpret that however you would like i would like to add okay my demon hmm okay we're just gonna get right into it here here goes nothing my demon is probably anxiety can you hear me anxiety like my little peace sign as i I throw it up um but that's held me back from a lot of things and actually trapped me in a lot of ways over in the past course of my life but it's a demon that resurfaces every once in a while but i think now i've been able to wrangle it a little bit better but it kind of is the root of every every fear that lives within me i think it can be summarized by simply just anxiety but i can i'm gonna get more into it or do you think you can talk as much in depth about it if uh, as you would like. I would also say that's one of my demons and I think that's the that's the that's the key to a lot of demons is that they resurface yeah. every so once in a while. Well, Cuz she she wears many different dresses. <laughs> she, wears, she wears many different hats. She has so many different hat anxiety, but like I think a lot of people will just say that and like not to discount them and be like they don't know. They don't know. But like it doesn't really qualify it or quantify it in any way i think i'm gonna end up using that word a lot i did the other day when we were having a deep chat and i think it just is it's a good word but um i think that it has a lot of power especially to have like a label for it as well and so i think just any time that i felt like like down in the dumps or like i'm having an episode i think i just kind of tack on that name to it but i do think that it's the best way to explain things and but it it honestly like it's become a very like dirty word i think to me and then to society taboo it's been taboo but in a lot of ways it's like benefited me because i've i've experienced like the other side of things whenever all anxieties and inhibitions are just out the window and that's not what you or i that's not what i want point blank but that's the nobody said it was easy that's my that's my commentary yeah i'm just kidding that's not my commentary i would say that 
I would say, like, specifically social anxiety is one of my demons. I have a few different demons. I've got, yeah, I got lots of demons. That's why I think that's the best way to answer is just a general GAD, general anxiety disorder. But, like, I think, (laughs) I think for me, the most that it comes out whenever it completely just throws me off, throws me off kilter is performance anxiety. Like, I think that sounds, that's a weird way to describe it. But, like, I have, don't, I, I had one question spoiled for me when we were out there. There's a, there's a, what's your fear, right? Because I don't want to, I don't want to get into it. I, it. That is one of the questions, but you don't, if you don't want to explain your biggest fear, then you can say a minute fear and then just call it your biggest fear and then we can lie to everybody. Okay. Well, I was going to say, because I don't want to like, I don't want to give it away for later on. Well, don't give it away now. Okay. Well, girl. We'll just, we'll just dog girl? that. Performance anxiety. I'll flush it out later. Okay. Next. <laughs> this is a this is a rough draft. Next. Next. Um, but yeah. No relatable demon, I think. Relatable demon. Why do you think you were put on this earth? Slash why do you think you were on the earth? I I asked this question to Casey and originally it was just why do you think you were put on the earth? But guess what? Not everyone thinks you were put here. So I was like, that's not inclu- that's not inclusive, we learned. Inclusive. So anyway. Why like are you saying like what's my purpose? Is that kind of that's kind of how I'm gonna define it. Um Slight Queen. I was gonna say it this is girl. I'm trying to think of how else you This is your episode. That, but it's very like I feel like that's the clear question that's coming come through. That's like kind um, of what I'm getting. That's like the notes that I'm picking up. I don't know. <laughs> um, but I think that I was placed on this earth. I have a I have a deep belief that there is meaning behind everything and that's gotten me into like I don't know, that's got me through a lot of things and because of not, then there is like no reason that I'm here. If there's not a meaning behind every little thing, then there's simply that's my belief. Y'all might be like, "Oh my god." It's not true. Controversy. Controversy. Everything just happens by chance. But I think that there's an element of purpose behind each and everything. And I think if I lose that, then my life becomes very, like, dismal. Like, I just be like, here we are, waking up again. The sun is shining in my eyes and we have to do it all over again. Because I've lived that portion of life before for a very long time. And it was just, blah, hated it. Um, But, sorry if you got to hear my mouth noises. It's really close to my mouth, so I do think that... My little slobber was heard, but that's okay. I think at some point I'll get a gulping noise in there because I think I'm going to take a a hit of my energy drink. A can of pure carnitine. I don't... See, that's on like a bunch of energy drink packages and it looks really scary. Like this energy drink for for the listeners looks very scary. It looks like... it was like Sour Patch Kids Flav. It is. It's It's the blue guy. It's the blue guy. Do you want to try it for the listeners? Yeah, wait, well, push pause on what's my purpose. I want to taste the Carnapier Cantorine. First, I will take a sip. Oh, me being like, I totally thought it was a Sour Patch Kid when there's a clear... <clears throat> there's a clear Sour Patch... Okay, here we go. Hold on. <sighs> That's yummy. What's your What's your thought on it? It tastes like... I forgot what they were called. Maybe like Push Pops or something. That candy... They put stuff on top of. I think it was like it's either a powder, or like some sort of juice, some kind of juice, some kind of juice. <laughs> it tastes like that. I don't know if I could drink a whole can, but I did enjoy the flavor. I yeah no, I think that it's like 
it's it's definitely overwhelming and i feel like that's the point that's actually the point Lindsay. oh wait that's the entire purpose of it all that's my purpose my purpose is to <laughs> drink your carnipure anyways recircling back to purpose back to actual purpose I think that for the longest time, that is something that I was, like, searching for, which sounds, like, really deep. But, like, I was, like, I can't make it through another day if I can't see the reason why I'm here. Like, why why here of all places, like, specifically, like, where I'm at and then, like, just metaphysically, like, why am I here? That kind of vibe. I go, I've been through a lot. Can I say bad words? Yeah, we can we can curse on this podcast. Yeah, I was going to say. I, I curse on this I podcast. Can, I can bleep it out, but I won't. <laughs> But I've been through, I've been through like two official mind fucks. I'd like to say where that's just simply like, that's what I've been like boiling it down to is me being like, okay, okay. I feel like I've been talking in circles, not identifying my purpose. But um, I think for the most part, my purpose in life is to simply not like more than just to like exist and to be in this realm and explore and like do whatever I want in this video game. Like it's like, it's. I think I have a very like niche purpose that didn't really come clear to me until a lot later on in my life just because I think for the longest time I've been like I don't I don't have a very like outwardly bold personality and I was like well what what difference will I make if I'm you know if if I'm not the one that stands out in the crowd but I think that's like the very like clear bottom line gist of it is that like I'm there to hear the voices that are kind of suppressed more so and like kind of like just be a very welcoming person in general like I don't know the right words for it but just to kind of like we'll make it cheesy here it goes get ready for cheese (laughs) sorry that was probably really loud in your little ears if you're listening with headphones headphone (laughs) users I'm so sorry but um sidebar when i was listening back to a previous episode i was telling max this but like i was holding the microphone way too close to myself and so all of my p words they were like (laughs) like y'all y'all probably heard that loud and clear but they were turn down the p i was pronouncing she was dictating but dictating anyway continue whatever whatever you were saying anyways i think it's just like essentially just pulling up a wee chair if we're gonna view the entire world as this giant table i think that for me it's to pull up the chair for the people who are less heard just because i do feel like that was me for the longest time i don't really feel that way anymore i do feel like i have more of a conviction with life rather than just like letting life happen to me but it's just kind of like allowing that makes me sound like an angel, but I do think it's just being understanding and hearing all voices and trying to make sense of it all and being like, okay, like you can come and feel safe to be heard, even if you have a really weird um, view on whatever we're talking about. I'm like, okay, T, I understand. Even if you're really fucking weird. If you're weird, I'll be your friend, girl. Like, come sit next <laughs> to me. I'm the queen. I'm the queen. Is this is this you exposing why you became friends with me? Is you're like she's really fucking no, weird. Yeah, I just I humbled myself. I was like, you know what, <laughs> you know what, this poor girl, she's so fucking I'm weird. I'm gonna drop in social ranks so quickly, but like it's okay. I'm willing to fall on my sword. But I think um, what you were saying about like bold personalities, for lack of a better word, versus like I don't know how to say it. Like I guess like quieter quieter you're not quiet it's like, just like subtle like i don't even know how else to describe it just like i'm subtle not quiet. Is a good like, word. i don't just sit there i'm not just like not saying a word but just i i actually have like 
no desire to be at the center of attention and like for the longest time I think I kind of like viewed that as I'm like oh my god am I just like letting life happen if I'm not gonna like jut in and be the person who's like taking captive of the entire room which there's there's a place for for every kind of person but like I think that it's kind of shifted more so it's like I've actually seen what the purpose of being we'll use subtle we'll use gentle subtle gentle because I think that everyone is kind of bold in their in their own way like I think that I think like this sounds this sounds cheesy sounds cheesy but I think due to the fact that to me it's very very clear I've I've touched on this in previous episodes if you want to if you want to go listen to those but um to me I've really like enjoyed the aspect of life that everyone is so very clearly unique to me Mm -hmm. like every so once in a while whenever I'm feeling like girl all these people are just NPCs everybody's the same no one's real not no one's real I am like blown away when I like get down and talking to people that I like have just met that I'm like wow we really just all be so different from each other and I think that in and of itself is makes everyone have kind of like a bold personality like in a weird in a weird way yeah because I think like it's easy to just be like everyone has their own niche in this world but like it took a long time for me to realize that and to like see that like exist for me just because like I don't know I think I just kind of grew up believing this is going to be like sad, but it's not what I think anymore. But I just grew up believing that there's two kinds of people and I just so happened to be graced with the wrong kind of per- not the wrong, but just like the the one who sit who sits on the sideline. Maybe like woe is me, but like just like like if you look at it from a term of like extrovert versus introvert and stuff like that like I was introverted if you look at it from like cat or dog person I'm a cat person like it's all the things that you're like okay like that's what makes you different but like that's not the general population so like exclusion be like okay I'm not the I'm not the typical girly but like it's a doggy cat world it's a doggy dog world catty cat um (laughs) but yeah I don't know if that if my thoughts came across but that's my general purpose i believe no slay queen i think that i think that inspires me and i would like to adopt that as well because i think i think if we're let's let's talk cat and dog Mm -hmm. let's talk cat and dog i think that i'm more naturally a dog yeah one one would think one would think one might have the opinion however I think that um I think that one like aspect of you that always like stood out to me is that you are very and this is this is very rare I'm not girl you're rare but like this this is cheesy I'm I'm not like other girls Mm -hmm. but you are very like naturally I think a very good listener of people and I think that naturally like I especially like especially in high school I feel like I was very not and so I think being friends with you has like y- you in that sense you've made me be like oh my god I want to be like that oh my god oh, break my little heart break my teeny weeny heart you're small. You have such a small heart. It's small. It's literally so puny. 
but no yeah excellent purpose i approve of your purpose thank you you approve i i approve all right um next question what do you think your gift is my gift if you think that you have one slash or if you have multiple of them you can share those i have so many gifts it's hard to hard to tell you them all and hard to know where to start um hmm let me let me ponder for a moment because i definitely like i think it's just it's hard to kind of like nail down just a word to describe how amazing i am but no just like so true what the what what it is specifically but i think for one thing that i kind of neglected to see for a while that i think i wouldn't initially have thought would be something that i'm gifted with is resilience because i feel like I've been through it due to my own brain, but like on my own accord, I kind of sit myself off a metaphorical edge and like snapping back from that and like seeing where I am now. If you were to tell me that like a year ago, I'd be like, what? No way, Jose. No way, Jose. But I think for context, Lindsay has had a an epic brain battle. I have. I have. Yeah, well, I'll give like a mini brief like little synopsis. But back in fall of 2021, I had an epic no sleep for four days moment or three. I don't even remember how long it was. But then that sent me into like an just like a never ending anxiety attack, basically. That's what I like to say it as. It's kind of difficult to look back and be like, I don't know what that was. But like, I ended up having to like withdraw from school for a little moment and then it was just me waking up every day being like what is going on and like that was definitely that was the big big fat mind fuck of being like why why did this happen what's going on why is it why am I like the way that I am all this stuff but it just gave me lots of time to think arguably way too much time to just like sit up wake up and be like here we are again on planet earth but like that has made me who I am. And that's like specifically what I'm talking about with resilience is like, I thought that my life was like over for some reason. Like I was like, there was no snapping back from this one. Like I literally had to pull out of school. Like there's going to be hella W's on my transcript. And like that kind of like links back to performance anxiety too, that I was like, this is all that I am. And like now it looks like a big fat failure. I think it's just like failure on display that kind of like humbled me a lot, but also made me who I am now but anyways anyway and then that's kind of come back into play a couple of different ways in my life but that was that was the biggie that was the big fat mind mind-blowing moment I think that that's not a word that I use frequently enough is resilience yeah. I think that I think that as a person like sometimes I general generally speaking mentally i feel like i'm almost like too fast to jump to conclusions sometimes and i think that as a result of that i can get like discouraged pretty easily i can bounce back pretty easily but i think i think that you know having like i i think that i might not have that much like um what's it called like consistent resilience mm-hmm. in that sense you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. consistent resilience. Consistent. She's to be She's to be sought after. She is to be sought after. Yeah. So, that's... Oh, I got a burp. Hold on. Did y'all hear Girl, it? that's gross. Say louder for the people in the back. I had a big, fat burp. It was huge. I'll probably hear it in, like, the 
in in the corner of the room when I listen to this back. <laughs> yep. Yep. Um, and then okay, I got. I think I'm gonna do like threefold, threefold of my of my giftings. Mm. Um, the second one that I I really have realized this more clearly recently, but I do think that I have really good discernment of my emotions because like that can even be linked back to mindfuck moment but um for a lot of my life and it's still the same way there's no like changing who you are like at the core but I am led by my emotions and so they kind of control my life most of the time like if I'm if I'm I thought you were quaking I thought it was a really heavy fall I I trembled for like a brief moment (laughs) I tremble and fall but um yeah, so that's gotten me in a lot of, like, good places because it's, like, you're leading with your heart, beautiful. But then it's at the same time, like, if I am, like, in some sort of funk that dictates how my entire life goes until the funk is over and it kind of, like, it controls every single decision, I have a very hard time compartmentalizing things. And I used to view that as, like, a flaw of mine is that I just can't get past things unless they're over, unless it's, like, okay, the end. But I think for the most part, I would have viewed myself as a very indecisive person, but that is no, that's not really the case anymore, at least in this realm of things. I think that like, I generally, when it comes to like how I feel about things, I am able to see very clearly what those feelings mean and then how to convey them to whoever it's important to convey them to, you know, with, but the struggle that I have with that is knowing how much, you know, cause like, I do think no one's ever like a burden, you know, when it comes to that kind of thing. But I do think there are some things that should remain on the inside, you know, just for your own safety and the safety of others, you know, but it's hard to know, like, like since you're in that emotion and you're like feeling it so intensely, it's so difficult sometimes to know, like, whether where I'm like I'm valid or like for lack of a better term like people are valid in feeling what they feel but like I guess like um like reacting in a certain way as a result of what you feel like when I'm like I don't know like I'm like my boyfriend made me sad but like my boyfriend could have like completely done something super indirect and something that just was like situational and not even his fault that like as a result I'm sad and so I have to sit with myself and be like are you are you valid are you valid girl are you valid are you valid yeah I feel like for a really long time I don't think that I come across as, as someone who's like extremely emotionally volatile like where I'm just like swinging from like one pendulum to the other pendulum (laughs) pendulum pendulum. but i don't know how to describe it but i feel like now i've kind of like been aware of that been like oh my god that's what's kind of like dictated a lot of the choices that i've made in my life and like i think i viewed that for a little while at least like a little short long while um short long while that 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 was like a bad thing you know that I was like oh my god she's too emotional she's leading with she's leading with her heart gross but like now I think I think it can get me into some places that like it just doesn't really make any sense why I'm so emo sometimes I'm just emo girl but like (laughs) it very clearly like I think I have some sort of like gut thing that does like lead me places and I think a lot of that I just have it like encapsulated in like emotion but to sum that one up, I do think that I have pretty good reign now of my own emotions and knowing what they mean and, like, that they're indicators, basically, and that it's, like, important to be able to sort through them, not just be like, I sad. I sad. 
someone fix it i said my biggest strength is that i'm emo (laughs) i'm an emo girl yeah i fell in love with an emo girl emo girl (laughs) who liked that who liked it okay so moving on from that one now that y'all know how awesome i am internally Mm. um i think i'm going to just hit back on what you were saying because it's hard to like talk about yourself like that to be like i am king i'm so sexy and here are the reasons why but i think and that is what bob and friends is for it's about talking about how sexy i am Mm -hmm. yep my biggest strength is that i'm really sexy i'm hot that's what i was gonna say is i'm just physically very attractive (laughs) and like i've been blessed in a lot of ways um and like as a result like i don't think that anyone would be able to resist me and so i think that that's something that i it's a burden that i carry upon my shoulders captivating aura i don't even want to say aura, just physicality (laughs) everything about me okay anyways i digress we're getting off track we're getting off track i digress um i think i'm gonna i'm gonna hark on the listening thing is that i think for a while i i thought there had to be like a reason for like why you have these certain like core pieces of your personality and and such and so i would have been like oh maybe it's like my childhood to be like my sister has always been more what's the word just more, dog more dog more boisterous if you will and so then i just took the took the role as the listener but it's not to the extent that it's like i was stepped on not in any way lauren if you're listening that's not what i'm saying okay but i do think t y'all should y'all should fight i'm just kidding yeah, we'll bring her in so that we can fist fight sound effect just sound of y'all fighting each other physically yeah yep. but um i think that i do you have a gift for listening to people and like i do have to be intentional about like actually like actively listening to people not just being like i will be the person that's sitting there and being like a little a little ear for them to for them to chat it right off but i do think that like giving people more time to speak you get a lot more out of it like that sounds stupid like of of course you'll know more about what they're dealing with if you give them more time to talk but i think like just having that element of like waiting just like a little bit more like people are just going to keep talking and people people be loving to talk I'm the same way like I'm having a blast talking about myself but like it is like I think that's something that everyone needs so me being awesome and sexy but like to not have someone who's actively listening to you even if even if it's someone who is like more chatty there it isn't impossible to have that knack for being able to listen to people and like just because it brings a lot of like understandability i think when you give people time to chat because i've i've heard like (laughs) i have so many stories i could (laughs) no but like i feel like i most comfortably assume that role and like not because i don't have anything to say but just because i don't think for the most part when people are dealing with things it's not really like they don't want you to actively solve what they're talking about. They just want you to listen, regurgitate it to somehow to show that you understand and then be like, yeah, yeah, you know? And so I think that that's something that is a gifting of mine. I think that is a gifting of yours. I think it is. Um, I think that I and I think a lot of people can go into problem solving mode. And that's beautiful, but that's necessary as well. It is necessary, but you know what's interesting is that even though I like, I feel like my nature, by nature, like I'm, 
a problem solver. Like, I can kind of, like, if I'm in something and if something's discouraging me, I can generally be like, oh, well, it will wor- it, this will all work out. Like, it'll be fine for these reasons, and I can do this to, like, make it better. Yeah. And generally what I want from other people when I'm talking to them about something is I, I generally just kind of want them to be like, oh, it'll be okay, like like comfort yeah. versus problem solving, even though I myself like am a problem solver or maybe, maybe people, maybe people are more like that than you would think. And I think that people just, they just want to be, they just want to be hugged. They just, they just want to hug. I think that that also like the whole listeners aspect, I think that ties a lot back to emotion as well. That's just the word that I'm using. It's just, I don't even know what else. It's just like the mushy gushy, the, the thoughts that roll around in your head. But I think if you don't, give that time to yourself or to other people especially when they're going through something big and if you're actively trying to solve it immediately that like suppresses a lot of things that should naturally come out like if you're sad about something you're meant to feel sad about it and like I don't want to be the person who's like it'll like it's gonna last forever like feel those feelings but like it is to some extent like if you don't go through those periods of deep emotion then you're missing out on a lot of like internal growth that comes with that kind of thing so I do think that they go hand in hand but I think listening and just like letting those those feels just be vomited that is like a really essential part to any sort of issue that you're gonna go through in life essential part of the issues yeah yeah here then that's on active listening and not and I think that if you immediately jump to like okay here's how you solve your problem I think that it it can especially like you were saying like when they're in the in the midst of feeling those things it can very easily be like it's just not helpful like Im- immediately because if it if it's like in a situation like I feel like it can make them feel invalid yeah because if you're gonna like race on through the the mush gush then like it's it's completely like negating the entire purpose of you experiencing those emotions because like they're they're meant to be felt and I think a lot of that's so it it sounds cheesy but whatever but I think a lot of my life too I've just sat in very very extreme discomfort I've been like I just want to like pop a pill and figure out what's going on like I'm depressed about this like I'll just you know like what's the solution to get this over with but then I do think that there's another side of me that enjoys feeling sad a lot like I don't really like feeling angry but I do I do think it's very productive to be angry to some extent obviously but like that's a fire under your ass makes you makes you do something yeah it sets you into gear but I do think there's a lot of like stagnancy that's typically like associated with sadness so just like oh like you're still in that like little glum phase but I do think that there's so much depth to being sad that you don't often see with like simple contentedness and stuff like that but I do think it's a very beautiful emotion the blue lady in my brain the blue lady be like no I think and I like I think that you if you immediately go into problem solving mode you're not doing the problem solving for the mushy gushy yeah we're using mushy gushy because you use that and I think it's I think it's appropriate yes um, that's inappropriate. That's that's, that's gonna be so in gross. that's gonna be in the vocabulary legend for all the yes, it's all a key the, term for this episode. <laughs> key terms, mushy gushy. But yeah, Sly Queen, you got some you got some gifts. Next, next. <laughs> I'm on. sick of this. Next. I'm done. <laughs>
All right. Um, what is your worst fear? What's my okay? There it is. There's my worst fear. Okay. Being asked this question. Being, I'm running away. Being trapped here with you. Being trapped. The door's locked. I'm tied up right now. Something. I actually lock the door behind my my podcast my podcast people so that they can't leave while we're recording this. Yup. Yup. That's a valid fact. Doors locked. <laughs> anyway, let's talk about my biggest fear. Um, we already know because I already talked about it, but I'll flush it out a little bit more. Um, probably it's okay. Performance anxiety, I think, is what I kind of talked about being the biggest demon, but that's very closely linked to a deep, deep seated fear of failure. Like, I have like a very extreme fear that I'll just like wake up one day, I'll be like, I'm in my box on the side of the road, which is beautiful for those for the ones on the side of the road <laughs> you're, you're valid. canceled you're valid absolutely using, um invite me over to your box sometime but like i i think i'm very i don't i don't think i seem i don't know i don't know how i'm perceived but i don't think i seem like a very extreme person but when it comes to like my own name that i'm making for myself and like all the things that i'm accomplishing i'm very extreme so if things go I, I'm not the type of girly to be like, I got an 80 on my math test, I'm going to cry. But, like, valid if you are, not really. Suck it up. Actually, invalid if you are. Invalid, grow a pair. Grow a pair. <laughs> but I think, like, long term, I think I just have very high expectations for myself. And so if I start to see that they're kind of, like, dwindling a little bit, which is a very natural part of your development and it needs to happen, you need to experience failure, which I'm... I suppose we'll get into that later, but like, um, I think that that is definitely like the biggest thing that terrifies me at night is just like being like, I don't think I can do this. Like, I don't even like, I, I don't know. I'm going to fall off the edge. Like that really came out whenever I was home having my mind fuck. I was like, my life is officially over. There are only two routes to go. It's either succeed or not. And I've not, and it's over and like, I'll do better next time, my next life, I suppose. But like, I just like, I think that that for a while had a very tight grip on me to be like, mm-hmm. <coughs> I mean, myself cough just a little bit and cough and cough. <laughs> um, anyways, so yeah, I feel like that's, that's for sure the biggest one. And the most controlling of all my fears. I do think that I'm a little bit of a fearful person. Like, I just have, like, I have a lot of we anxieties. But it's just mind over matter for a lot of those we things. But, like, I don't know. That one's one's the biggest part. But I do think that, like, in a lot of ways, this is also cheesy. This whole thing is a giant cheese fest. But, like... Welcome to the cheese cast. Welcome to cheese cast. I think that failure is very necessary and it's been proven multiple times to me in my life that like, like I do view the time that I was at home. It's weird to call it a failure. I don't think it, I don't think it was now, but I like remember like journaling cause I'd be journaling. I'm a journal biatch, but like, I was like, I'm openly failing to everyone around me and this is like terrifying and like people get to see it happening and like, I don't know. And so I feel like, but it's, it's been very necessary to like even speak about like the resilient side of me I would never have known that I would have like that kind of strength because I did not view myself as a strong person like I was like people can blow me right over I'm just a wee leaf in the in the wind but like I feel like it is very necessary so it's it's my greatest fear but also just 
a big old fat angel singing up in the sky is mother failure. But, um, yeah, I'm trying to think of like a little, a little baby fear just for like, just a little side note, but I don't fear anything else. That's it. Everything else I have complete control over. <laughs> I think. Oh my uh, God. Kickball. Oh, di- wait. Okay. D- dive into that. Dive into that briefly. Yeah. Kickball. I could make it mean more than it does, but it's just point blank. I hate kickball. I think it's. I think it's the worst picking teams. Like I wasn't really ever like picked last and stuff like that. I think it's just like lining up to do your kick in front of everyone. (laughs) And like, it just wasn't, it's not fun. I don't like being forced to do things that I am not good at. And so that was one of them. Girl, I was picked last. I don't believe it. I feel like you were a boss at kickball. I don't remember, but. I like to think when I was younger, I was like, I'm this like athletic god. Yes. But in reality, I was just kind of like, we, we loser, which is fine. That there's a place for the losers. There's a place. And I'm, I'm there, but I was picked last. And they were like, this girl thinks, this girl thinks that she can Let's kick this her ball. Real quick. Real quick. <laughs> real fast. I think I have another side little fear. Um, I don't like dancing in front of people most recently. Um, that fear was conquered. I, I still don't like it, but when we went, I feel like, I feel like you've changed a little bit, like for context. Um, I, I, okay. I, by trade, am a dancer. I've, I've danced, I danced from like age three to like last, last, last semester of college. Mm. And at all of the dances, I would always want to go on the floor and bust a move, and then Lindsay wouldn't want to come bust a move with me. She doesn't like busting a move. I don't like busting a move. I don't like being perceived, and especially like in the context of a high school dance, there's no there's no alcohol involved. It it doesn't there doesn't need to be alcohol, but like I think, but it, it like loosens you up. You're like all right. Loosens you up. I think that like most recently, I think it's just the fact that like I've been seen by other people as someone who doesn't enjoy it, but that's that's become. That's shut off just a little bit. I do I do like it. Like, whenever I, like, am, am feeling the night, I'm like, oh, me in the night. But, like, <laughs> when I was in Dublin, me partying hard, study abroad girly, like, we would go out all the time, and I'd be like, I would be busting a move. Because I don't think people would ever, like, they these people were, like, brand new. It's a whole new, whole new tribe of people I've never met before. And I was like, they don't know that I don't like, typically, I, I've said that I don't like doing this. So, like, I can, I can do whatever I want. But like, I think there, I th- I understand. I think there might have been like, or there might be the pretense here in the states yes. that um, your friends know that you don't really like dancing, and so I bet internally you're like, if I were to bust a move right now, they'd all be like, oh, oh my god, yeah, that's that's just going back to me not wanting to be the center of attention. I'm like, if I can dance, dance like nobody's watching. But if I could dance and like no one give a little give a little rat's ass about it, that's 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 the place I want to be. But most recently, too, on my birthday, um, we went to a drag show and I was chosen to dance on stage in a little dance competition. And then Aubrey went up there with me and I was like, I'm having a panic attack. I wasn't actually. But like I was like, this is like my nightmare coming coming to fruition. But we were we were voted out first. But I like to think of it as a grand success. We just had the time of our lives very timidly up there. I will say this is my final thought before I move on to the next question is that we were selected to go up there and dance and they told us that 
we were going to dance and I looked at Lindsay and I was like, this girl doesn't want to dance. <laughs> this girly. This girly doesn't want to dance. And yet we danced. We danced. But here's the tea, all right, is that there were two other... It's not because there were guys. Guys can bust a move. But these two guys couldn't bust a move. And I was like, I feel like we bust a move better than they did. The girl who won deserved it wholeheartedly. But I don't think we were any lesser than the than the hoes up there. I think the girly that won, she slayed for context. And I think that she definitely deserved it. But I think that we did deserve the next round, considering the clientele that we were up against. Yeah, I completely agree. But anyway, that's... I that's that is shade if y'all are listening and you competed that against us that is shade we're talking to you <laughs> this is only for you for the two lads up there all right well do you have any regrets do you have any re- mm, 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 mm. it's hard to say because i do think because of my beautiful little juicy cheese ball of i do think that everything does happen for a purpose and like there are things that I regret the way that I've handled them in life, but I do think that I have like I've learned through them and I wouldn't go back and change anything besides like the way that I have handled specific situations. I don't think that I have any regrets. That's that's the tea. Oh, I do have a regret, but it's not it's not in the deep sense. Um I regret wearing my Nana's heirloom earrings to Mackenzie Rivers pool party. I wore like these like gold rose earrings that I'd received for my 16th birthday that my They were a family heirloom. They were a family heirloom that my nana had also received on her 16th birthday and I said, "I'm going to wear them to the pool party. I'm going to I'm going to do a couple handstands." Well, what is life if you don't take risks? No, exactly. They were meant to be worn, but I did in fact lose them and no one cared besides Aubrey's mom. Aubrey's mom helped me look for a while. And I was Madeline Wilson. Let us not forget. She helped me search. Shout out Madeline Wilson if you're listening to this. I know you are. I know you are, girly. But yeah, no, I guess I was fake, a fake friend because I didn't help you look for them. And I hope you don't, I hope that you don't hold that against me. There is, I do. But there is nothing worse than helping someone. Okay, that's not true. It takes a, it takes a really beautiful person to be the friend that helps look for things. Like when you've that's lost, so true. When you've lost your wallet, the person who's putting their full effort into helping you search for things, like. Mm-mm. it's boring i don't care about it i do think that i'd be the one and that i'd be someone to help but i'm not with my full effort i'm like girl get over it i would know i know internally now thankfully that i'm like okay you should help them look for their their you precious item their shoes Mala. i think it goes to show that empathy is learned trade because there's just nothing like there's just nothing like like when you're out with a group and like you leave a restaurant or something and then one of your friends is like i can't find my wallet and i'm like fuck girl you just ruined the whole night now we have to go back to bj's when we could be (laughs) throwing ass i love throwing ass that's a lie you just said that you didn't i I, what if i turn into someone who really enjoys throwing ass would you see it coming would you (laughs) this is a question question for the audience this is a question for the host i i think that i need to remove any expectations from you busting a move because don't clap if you see me busting a move don't clap turn a blind eye don't look i'll just keep busting i'll keep busting my moves i think i'll like give it a side eye and i'll be i'll smile to myself and i'll be like i know what's happening and then i'll (laughs) and then i'll walk away coming down sir 
<laughs> she's jo- she's joining the circus. Mm. Would you say that? Um, oh yeah, that was your that was your regret. I think that. I think that regret is kind of like a tricky word. I've touched on this in previous episodes, whatever, being redundant. But I think it's all in how you define regret. Like for me, I don't have any regrets. Because regret to me is like something that I would go back and change. But since we're coming, I think we come from like the same perspective of like, I think personally, you can disagree with me on this, listeners. But I think that everything happens for a reason. And so I think that like all of the different events that have happened to me have like led me to where I am now and I wouldn't have changed them because I think that one little one little thing could have you know had it not the been for the effect the, bu- the butterfly effect the butterfly effect <laughs> <laughs> yeah I think that um I I think that I touched on this in me and Max's episode but I think that if my mom hadn't given me my first like manga book in third grade I think that completely could have changed the whole trajectory of my aesthetic as we know it yes it would have thrown you off entirely I think that like regret does not have to mean the same thing as things that you aren't proud of because there's things in life that you're like oh my god why did I do that like but they are very purposeful it shows it shows your human your humanhood as well like it makes you it makes you who you are it makes you who you are. and the and the butterfly effect of course um but yeah I don't think I would go back and change anything that's happened in my life there are certainly things that I'm not proud of but so so will everyone say I actually I do I do have a regret and I'm going to say it right now actually I'm the host but I'm talking about myself for a minute and that would be that in junior year of high school we are private school took like we go on a class trip to Europe which sounds very bougie and it was really cool that we got to do that but um there was this one particular day when we were walking in these gardens and I think in Florence and I think I was just really like I don't know why I don't know why I was peeved with you in that moment but I looked at Lindsay and I said quote why are you so fucking annoying yeah and it left actually no I don't regret that no I think I I think I hit you with quite possibly the most like gut-wrenchingly angering thing that you could hear is just like a passive remark. I was like you need to calm down. <laughs> I walked away and I was like you need to calm down for a second. Girl, take a chill pill and then I walked away. And the truth is that our entire the entire trajectory of our lives would have been different if I hadn't said that. Yeah, I think so. The butterfly effect. The butterfly effect. All right. What is the best thing? What is the best thing? What is the best thing? Did you see me waiting for the rest? I was like, what do you mean? The best thing. No more. <sighs> the best thing. That's... It could be something small or something very big. You don't... It, there's no, like, pressure to be like, I love the the beauty in people, blah, blah, blah. You could be like, I really like taking baths. I would probably put baths amongst, Bath. amongst the best things. Bath. I think there's lots of best things. Bah. But among them are flowers. I think flowers are the best things ever. Um, there isn't. There is no one best thing. But Lindsay really likes tulips I and love, flowers in general. I love tulips. If y'all are listening and you do me dirty, buy me tulip. I'll forgive you. Or just buy me tulip in general, and then I'll fall in love with you. 
mm. fall in love with you. <laughs> um, I think me fall in love with you. <laughs> I think another one of the best things seeing someone you haven't seen in a long time and that that first hug it's just beautiful that's cheese ball but that's the best thing um, i think that that happens when i see nathan our friend yeah. nathan Nathan's, our friend this nathan is a love song to nathan that's what this whole thing is about i'm gonna title this episode nathan <laughs> good idea but i Nathan is our friend that we've mentioned before, but he goes to school in Georgia, and so thus we don't get to see him very often, and it's really sad. Yeah. Nathan, if you're listening to this, completely change your life trajectory and move to move Texas. Move back to Texas. And hate it. And hate it. Yeah. Do it for love. Do it for love. If you're in love with me, say it now. <laughs> say, say it now. Um, is that, is that your answer? for finish. No, I was about out girl. Girl, I was about I was about to say was at the end of the best things. No, I'm still kind of like coming up with them as as I go. I like this question though. I like this question. Um, but yeah, that one that one has been in a bunch of different highlights of my entire life. Is is the hug after a long time? Um, I think I said I wasn't done, but I'm definitely I'm I'm definitely still thinking of them as we go. If we get to a later question and you're like, oh, this is That's the best, the best thing, thing, then you can you can add that then. Okay. I think, yeah, maybe we'll just have to do that because the pressure, it's just killing me. <laughs> I'm, you're killing me. She's staring at me and wants me to answer. We're having really deep eye contact for the listeners. Yeah. So I think. Aubrey's eye just twitched for the listeners. <laughs> <laughs> for- she blinked with one eye. She winked at me. There's no way when my eye twitched. Yeah, you were like. <laughs> I think it might be my lack of sleep, and I think mm-hmm. it might be the energy drink oh, that I'm. That's I'm- another thing. The best thing: sleep, taking a nap, napping. I love sleeping. I love a big comfy bed. Comfy bed. Um, oh. Lindsay, Lindsay loves her sleep, and I did not know that very well like early on into our friendship so there was this one instance when we were we Lindsay's family has a a, cond, a condominium in yes. South Padre Island and we were taking a little trip there one time and I'm an I'm more of an early riser Lindsay's not as of an early riser as I am but I'm just not a riser I, I'd rather sleep she never rises never rise. but one time I like woke up early and Lindsay was just trying to fucking get some shut eye and then I like what I do I like jumped on the bed you jumped on the bed and then Lindsay was like (sighs) I turned around in a huff and I was like I can't believe you did that first that doesn't sound like a very like intense experience but it it really was a moment where I was like I I I need to forgive me I don't respect her I do not respect her (laughs) um I'm adding another one, okay? Butterflies. I think butterflies are the best. Need I say more? Some people think that they're creepy, but I think that they're beautiful. And I'm going, before I move on to the next question, I'm going to add this really meaningful anecdote, is that butterflies are the best, but moths are the worst. And I will go to my grave saying that. Like, some of them, this is just a, a thing in my life, is, like, really big bugs and big things in general yeah uh, where we'll talk about my megalophobia, megalophobia. 
for a brief moment, but, like, some moths are really big, like, the size of your face, like, that's just so gross, and they're, like, brown and fuzzy, and their eyes are really big, like, they were born ugly. Whoa. And they can't- Everything has a purpose in this world besides them fugly moths. And they don't, they, they don't have any, any say in my life. Mm Mm-mm. Mm-mm, they have no control. I have two more things to add, and then I'll let you move on, because there's, there's a laundry list, I think, of things I'd say are the best. Um, hearing I miss you and thank you, those are two things that I'm like, oh! Thank you is insane. Yeah. I I would also I put that in my... As insane, and I was like, do you want me to tell you what thank you means to me? Translate. Thank you as insane. That's it. Slay. That's the end. I thought I thought you had more, but no, no, no. <laughs> okay. Um, do you believe in God? That is so. That's an intense one. And if feel fr- it, it, this isn't a yes or no, like yes and no and. Okay. Um, I would say in general, yes. I think that there it kind of goes back to purpose and stuff like that i don't know if there is like a specific religion that i ascribe to in the current state of my being i would say that i think there's a lot of beauty in being what is the word i thought it was going to come by the end of that sentence but the one that's like you we don't know we're not meant to know mm. that one being the- it's with an a a like people have it on the on the Bumble profiles. Agnostic. Agnostic. I would say I'm agnostic if I had to if I had to say, but I do think I'm more spiritual than what agnosticism. I don't know. I need to do some research, but um, I definitely. I think agnostic is like believing that there is one, but not picking one specifically. Yeah. Okay. Well, mine. Yeah, okay, whatever. My belief is that I don't think that we're meant to know. I think there's a lot of beauty in the mystery of it all. And, like, I think that can be seen in a lot of religions as well. But I do, in general, believe that there is there is greater purpose beyond things. I don't know if fate exists, if, all, if there is one plan that's been set out and that I'm meant to, like, step down these specific stones and such. But um, I... I do believe that I'm a very, very spiritual and I don't know. Cause like there's a lot that goes beyond just the science of it all. I'm going to tell a little, I'm going to tell a little story that kind of just reinforce the fact that there's the lore, the lore. Here's the lore. I don't know if anyone knows this, but I, I dated a man from France. I can say that I did that. Ah! From Paris, France. I won't get into the details of that. But um, there was one time that we were, we was just hanging out. We was just chit-chatting. And it was, like, pretty soon after we had confessed our love to each other. And you've heard the story, but maybe they haven't. Um, They've all heard it. They're like, yada, 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 skip through, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> um, but he started science-splaining me the the reasons why... I felt the way that I did about him and like he was like this is like the pheromones and like these are like and it was really cool to him like you could tell he was just fascinated by what he was saying but like I wasn't like I thought that that completely cheapened a lot of things so I think that there is a lot of beauty that gets taken out of things when you try and explain it and so I think that that is kind of 
a very overarching theme as far as like my own personal beliefs go that I think that you're meant to be curious about it. You're not meant to be like, nope, that doesn't exist. This is how it goes. And that's the end. Or like, I don't know, but like, who cares? You know, like life doesn't matter, you know? But like, I do, I think that you should search for more reasons to believe that there is something beyond what we're experiencing in life but I don't think there's that there needs to be an answer that we search for because I don't think we will ever find the answer on planet earth perhaps on Jupiter (laughs) um but yeah so I think it's a hard question to answer but I think in general I would say Yes, but God in the sense of there is something more, not God in the sense of, like, him. You know what I'm saying? Him. <laughs> him capital H. Yeah, no, I mean, maybe maybe the the correct form of this question is, do you believe in a higher power? Yeah. Yeah. Higher being. Higher being. Do you believe in him? Do you believe in him? The king of kings? <laughs> do you believe in the king of kings? I I actually do believe in the King of Kings, which is like, oh, kind of cringe, whatever. She's still on her King of Kings <laughs> bullshit. But, yeah, no, I'm... But, I mean, I, I'm, I'm a Christian, but I am... I always, I, I always say this when I tell people that I'm a Christian, is that I'm... I I hope that I'm open-minded. Yeah. I hope that I'm open-minded because my I think it I'm calling out all y'all Christians, but I think it is the goal of a lot of Christians to like shut out everything that is not that yeah. <laughs> and be like la 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 I'm not I can't listening. Hear you. Transgenders, I can't <laughs> hear you. Homos. I, exactly. And so <laughs> I I think all that does is um not like it it not only dampens what you believe like it just takes all the reason out of what you believe but it doesn't like it doesn't give you any reason to believe anything that you believe yeah, like the I only agree. I think I've said this to Lindsay before and I've said it to a lot of people before but the only reason that I believe what I believe is because I've reasoned it out with myself and not not because I I'm I'm walking down this tunnel where I can't see anything around me. <laughs> I, I think that, guess what? I think that's stupid. Not just because it's like the right answer. Because I do think this can get into like some differing beliefs too. But I do think for the most part, I don't think truth is subjective. But I think that the idea of higher power in the King of Kings, Lord of Lords, I do think that it comes in different forms for people. And so like, like I remember talking to my dad a while ago and he was like, yeah, like, tbh carol i don't know if you're listening but tbh i go to church for your mom because that's like that's her church is church my church is being outside and like hiking and seeing all the beauty in h in h you know i like i like that yeah so i do think that it comes in a lot of different forms which is why i don't think i'm very quick to like say that i'm that i'm christian or anything like that because there there's a lot of meaning that people immediately attach to it when you first hear that so it's almost like you do have to give that disclaimer it's like but but i'm rolling with the lgbtq um you know because like i i also like in the same way i think beliefs are it's very sticky and very it's so sticky it's very polarizing so sticky it's so fucking sticky girl um but i'm also not super quick to like 
ascribe a certain title to a lot of my beliefs. Like, I think originally I'd be like, yeah, I'm a raging liberal. (laughs) But there's things that I disagree with on every single side. I think that's very normal. So, like, I don't really like to have... I don't like to have labels, but, like... No, like, it it does, like, put you in a box. Because, like, I'm kind of the same way in the sense that, like, I... Another reason I don't really like telling people that I'm Christian is because I don't like the assumption that, like, I hate the gays. Like, I, and I think that, you know, blah, 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 whatever. She doesn't hate the gays. Guess what? I don't hate the gays. Mm -hmm. (laughs) But I, I, I don't want, I don't want to be that for people. I don't want, I don't want that to be assumed of me. So I think that. You know, I honestly, I would rather explain my religion or not explain my religion, explain what I believe in, like pretty far into meeting some or pretty far into knowing somebody because I would rather them get a sense of who I am and how I interact with people. Yeah, I think that there is like multiple cases that you can be very close with people who have like extremely different beliefs there's obviously like core morals and stuff that you want to align with but i do think for the most part like if people be having different religions or like spiritualities i don't think that that should like that that holds you back from day-to-day friendship tings like you know what i'm saying because i um for instance Lindsay is very in favor of killing people i love manslaughter (laughs) (laughs) Lindsay's in love with both purposeful and accidental manslaughter yes i'm all about intentionality so when you go in for the kill and you really just go in for the kill i think that's beautiful i think it's and i personally don't like killing people and we haven't boring she's bland she's white bread that's so true i'm just kidding i'm just kidding Lindsay doesn't like killing people that's incriminating that you made me say that i I'm, you can sue me for libel. Yeah, that was libel and slander. (laughs) The law. Anyway, anyway, what's the worst thing? The worst thing? Mm, I'm trying to think of very specific worst things. Mm, The worst thing is when you're talking and then someone just talks over you and absolutely no one turns around and says, oh, I heard, I heard what you were saying. That's the worst thing. The worst thing is kickball. The worst thing is waking... I've I've hinted on a lot of this already, but waking up and being like, here we are again. Like, oh my God, we got to do it all again. Um, The worst thing is when your tummy hurts and you're in the car and you can't do anything about it. That's so true. Last night I had Dave's hot chicken oh, and it, oh girl, you didn't hear you didn't hear the end of that story. You thought that that was the story that I had Dave's hot chicken. Uh-huh. Well, I got I got the spice like you can choose your spice level and I got the spicy one. I hadn't done that before and I was like curled in a ball. No, I like I went upstairs after my marg last night and I'm just going to leave it at that. I went upstairs. <laughs> it was so painful. So that's one of the worst things is tummy hurting. Um, Me, you, and Tyler's tummies all hurt yesterday. Girl, at least we did it in in unison, in solidarity. Um, I think 
The worst thing is when someone calls me awkward. I think that's really rude and that serves no purpose. It'd be like, oh my God, that was so awkward. That hadn't happened to me in a while. That happened to me over the summer. And I was like, girl, you just wrecked the entire mood. You made you look bad, Miss Girl. I think like, that's like, I also hate that. It It's so um like, I'm very much like, I was, I was, I was kind of weird back. I mean, I still am weird, but like, I was, let's say this, I was notoriously strange, <laughs> I feel like, in middle school, and I think for that reason, I have very, like, deep, like, people are weird, mm-hmm. and, like, just let it roll, like, just let it's, it roll, it's and, so and just, awesome. and just, like, just own it, just, and make something really fun out of it, and I feel like the worst thing that you can do is, like, in a public situation, and if you say that it's awkward you've guess what you've officially made it awkward you did that you you did that girl you did that like i would i would much rather just laugh with you (laughs) i can't we hold hands and giggle i'd rather giggle with you girl me and you i just want to giggle with you giggle with you (laughs) um what else there's a lot of things that are just the worst that i think go without saying that it's just a, in general just the worst uh, those were some good diverse worst things i like i like that you gave a few yeah. you want to know what tyler said yeah he said impending doom oh my god i love impending doom something about it you'd have to disagree it's exciting it's thrilling <laughs> i can't you should go listen to his episode on how like what example he uses to describe impending doom it's it's pretty it's it's pretty funny really really Really? yeah no um spoiler alert we talk about spanking your kids in that episode oh gosh oh gosh i don't believe in spanking your kids but that's just me that's that this is actually a great you know you what? Put that on there. Do you believe in spanking your kids? Well, for this episode, I'm gonna add that. Do you believe in spanking your kids? I don't believe in spanking your kids. I don't think that teaches anything of what you're wanting to teach them because inherently it's like solve problems with hitting people with violence. <laughs> like it's like if you're doing something, some if someone does something to you that you're just displeased with, you don't you're not like okay, bend over, <laughs> bend over. It's time for you to be spanked. I don't think that does anything like if it's like a last resort thing no i still don't like i'm like go put them in time out silence them but don't don't spank your your kiddo i don't i think i was spanked like once but my mom always tells me that i just like i knew she only had to like look at me she didn't even have to like raise her hand and i would just burst into tears and and feel remorse but i just i don't think there's any any good that comes out of spanking your children and that's valid, girl. No one's like, I learned my lesson from when my dad hit me with with the belt. Like, <laughs> I don't know. Now I want to have a feature episode where I have you and Tyler, and it's a bonus episode about Does y'all telling Does he believe in spanking his kids? Tyler believes in spanking your children. And you want to know something? What? I also believe, situationally, in spanking your kids. I don't believe in spanking... It, it sounds like... It sounds like it sounds like a snowflake thing to say is like oh my god treat people with kindness. I think it's like I think it both are it, okay. It, the thing is is like I talk about this in me and Tyler's episode, so I think I explain it better there. But I was I was spanked as a kid. Mm-hmm. I think that I think that I like I think you were an, an angelic little child. 
I think no. Let's let's. It doesn't matter what kind of kid you are. It do, it doesn't matter if you're a, a terrible kid. That doesn't make you more like entitled to being. <laughs> I was spank worthy as a child. <laughs> Describe yourself in three words. Spank worthy. <laughs> I, but um, I think it it really just all like is so dependent on the manner and this sounds so funny, but in the in the manner in which that you're spanked. Mm. like i i talk about this a little bit in me and tyler's episode but i think one it makes a it's a make or break if the parent is like angry like angry when they're spanking their kids because if your kid associates like their parent being angry with being hit that is awful like i don't support that at all so that's why like if you're I'll say this happy while you're spanking your kids there's gonna be something wrong with that too <laughs> if you get joy out of spanking them because I mommy happy when she spanks me oh off the record editing that out yeah. but um I think that I don't know I I I think that um it has to have very clear and loving purpose but I think that at the same time the duality of that is that I'm very like I don't think that spanking your kids is a necessary (laughs) I don't think that's a necessary I think just point blank I think it's just something that is not sending the message that you want to send because I do think like children are able to understand when they've done wrong like there's I mean there's sociopathic children out there but like I also think that there's like at the same time I think that there's like a million different ways that you can discipline your child besides spanking them like i i'm not i'm not over here like i think that every single time that you steal cookies from the cookie jar i'm gonna bend you over Mm. (laughs) like no yeah i don't i just think that like i don't know i haven't studied child psychology i think one day i will before i have my my kittles but like and maybe maybe i just have all these deep-seated issues because i was spanked as a child maybe i'm wrong maybe i'm just really wrong i don't want to speak for for children because i don't think that i wasn't spanked enough to remember any of it but i don't think it's gonna like cause them i don't know maybe it will cause them like deep-seated issues but like i i don't think that that is ever a way to translate what you want them to do in the future because a lot of things that you learn when you're a kid i know so much about this but like a lot of what you learn as a child is just amplified when you're an adult and so that's never like that never should be the last resort it's just be like you know what let me just hit you <laughs> let me give you a big old tap on the booty because like i don't know i just don't think that 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 exemplifies like good conflict management and stuff like that like if you you obviously won't be able to talk through things with your two-year-old and be like girl i felt so gaslit when you stole from me and pretended like you didn't like all that stuff but i do think there are like simple ways of disciplining your children where you don't have to breach like it's not like violence but it's like it's, like it is like it's a vi- it's, like it's a violent I think, physical act that like it can mean so many different things i think it could, it could probably be very confusing for a young child but i don't know i think that also um like i think that when I say that maybe saying I'm in favor of spanking your kids <laughs> is like n- not necessarily what I'm trying to get across, but I, I'm, I'm, I'm very in the middle of where I can see either side being argued, but I will say this for the negatory side is that I don't think that like you should be using like fear, like fear yeah, as a fear tactic to be like, 
to like make you do what you want. I think I th- this is getting on to where I think that <laughs> spanking done right. I guess for me, I can I guess I can speak for myself as a child is that my dad when he would bring out the spatula <laughs> is he would be like, "Okay, can you explain to me what you did?" and can you explain to me, like, why you shouldn't do it again? Yeah. And I'd be like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, for sure. you know, for, for sure, sure, dad, for sure. I just think that, like, it's, I I am normally pretty, like, in the middle about things, but this one, I just have, like, a clear thing where I'm like, I don't think that's good because I think it's very confusing, too, for kids because, like, if you, if they lightly hit you, you're like, no, don't do that. So, like, it just immediately puts you, like, I don't know, you do have authority over your children, but at the same time, it's like, like you're not really like it's something that you have the authority to do that they don't and like because if if you did something that pissed off your kid they can't be like okay bend over let me get the spatula like that would never that wouldn't fly so I just think it's kind of backwards in general I don't think it really does much but who knows maybe it's just because I've never had a child I don't think I've ever reached the point where they're terrorizing me so but like I don't know I think I think my my clear like one a clear opinion i have about it is that it's very easy to do it wrong yeah. so i think that it like unless you're a pro spanker don't be spanking <laughs> i think that like um like the chance i guess let's say let's say this R- spanking is risky it's, because it's risky business because i think that there are it depend like there are so many things that that could go wrong where it's almost like how how could I make this right? Yeah. You know, I just yeah, I'm anti anti spank, anti spank. Maybe I'm maybe I would say that I'm like she's moderate spank. I'm like moderate spank. I yeah. guess I don't know. All right, what is your favorite thing about people? About people, just um, I hmm. Let me ponder. Put no some elevator music in. that song on another note that song played at work this morning and for some reason lowrider just is a funny song to me it makes me laugh is it friends no 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 um i think my favorite thing about people is how weird they are like I don't know like I just think that like the way that people express their their love for people their love for life is just normally very I don't know like it it's sometimes it's typical it's like I give you a hug but like sometimes just it's just funky and weird and people are just having a good time on planet earth I love like I love those like little cheesy things on TikTok where it's just like humans being humans of just like cutie like little pictures of there's like this one you've probably seen it i feel like it's everywhere if not you're irrelevant but there's this picture of like this little girl that's in front of a painting and the painting like someone's like dancing and she's like she's like extremely like she's like moving so fast that like the the frame is kind of blurry but she's she's living it up and i just feel like that is something that people are all the same in like throughout their entire lives because there's weird ass old people there's weird weird babies but like I think it's just, I think that's the simplest way to describe it. I feel like weird is not the right word, but you get, you get my point. I think this um, question is very interesting because what I've noticed when I've asked people this question is that, um, 
out of the, I guess out of the four people now that I've interviewed, three out of the four had a, had a very similar, almost the same answer. Mm. And I also have almost the same answer is that there is just so much variation amongst yeah. people. That's my answer. Yeah. I think like it's, it's the paradox of people where it's like we're all so different but we're all the same and like deep down we're all just funky and weird and like we show our love and hate for the world and very our hate our disdain for the in very different ways our spank for the world our spank some some spank some spank you know <laughs> like yeah tomato tomato, tomato spank, spank spank wait what was the other answer was it tyler being like spanking your kids <laughs> that's my that's, that's my, my favorite, favorite thing about people no casey said um how much it, it was really it was really sweet she was using her an anthro she was like i'm an anthropologist and i study people I'm and i count things Lindsay's an accountant for all those she's she's trained she's an accountant in training accountant in, in training art history minor qualification spanker <laughs> but um she said that throughout space and time throughout history um history shows that we've we've always just cared about each other and so her favorite thing about people was that we we've always cared about each other and i was like that's that's really sweet that's just beautiful casey i love you casey i love you i also love casey anyway what is an experience that has changed you good or bad an experience that has changed me. This is going to be this is going to be deep and cheese ball, but I think falling in love has changed me. That's a really intense one, and it's not like centering around the person. I think that you can fall in love multiple times in life. Like after after the big split, I was like, well, that was it. I don't think there's a capacity that I could feel that deeply for someone and that differently for someone because you you fall in love with with people all the time you know it's like with your friends whenever it hits you you're like oh my god I just love them you know but I do think that that was something that really changed me because I do think like I immediately I was thinking about I was like okay mind fuck but we already talked about that and like I do think that that's been fleshed out but like on a on a more lighter note it is like I think that this whole thing is so cheeseball, but I don't really care. But I think it's one of the bravest things I've ever done is to like give myself enough to like as much as I did to a person to where we were both like we was in love with each other. And it's like it's kooky and crazy and it makes you do crazy things. You always hear that. But like I do think that like like it's very out of the question that I would have believed that I would have gotten to that point with anyone. And so like I think that just believing it's it's given me like a whole new like realm of of like confidence basically just to know that I can be appreciated in that way like more so because like I've always had like really great friends and I've had a great family growing up but I didn't ever see myself really being in that situation where I was like oh my god I could like fall in love like that's cray cray but like that someone would be like so devoted to me for even like the time that it was like I don't think that all of I don't think all love is meant to last but like I think that... But it was meant to happen, you know? It was meant to happen. I will never regret that situation ever. Like, even the way that it ended, even the way that things proceeded, even within the past week and, and such. But, like, I think that there is so much beauty in just being, like, blindly in love with someone. Like, 
that it's like it's very it's terrifying it's like oh my god to like be able to say that to someone but to be so secure in that and be like oh my god I would do I would do like whatever for this person like I would drop anything like I remember like there's a lot of like beauty in that relationship that I'll never like I'll never have it sullied even because of like it ending but like there was like a time that there was this there was this bitch on my on my study abroad that like showed me his profile on Bumble and she was like yeah he's on you. I was like he's not he's cheating on he's you. not che- what and so I was like okay I obviously like have to respond to this but then like the first thing that he said he was like I like cross the ocean for you like it's like very like stereotypical not stereotypical just like very like movie romance that I got to experience. For context, this person, um, Lindsay was abroad in Ireland. He French. He French. And he came. He came. He literally. Visit, he yes. did cross he the quite ocean. Literally crossed the ocean multiple times. And so it was like the fact that someone would do that for me is like, that's cray cray. That's straight up cray cray. So I do think that's something that's changed me for forever. Probably is like, the fact that I was able to be loved in that way because I haven't questioned like, like the way that I've, like, deserved being loved in the past by other people. But I do think that that one was, like, I, like, didn't even believe that it was real for the longest time. I was, like, this is this is fake. This is fake. The writers are just having a good time with this one. Like, and there's, like, there's a lot of, like, hurt that comes from that, too, because it's, like, how much are you willing to compromise because of being in love with someone? It's, like, and that's just, that's ultimately what what ended it. But, like, I do think I'll always have, like, a retrospective love for him and, like, the fact that like and it you don't have to be like in love and the most like mushy gishy like I just want to give you a kiss like all the time kind of there's there's beauty in that but like I think that's a good way of saying it is a retrospective love for somebody because I think uh, we're going to use the word sullied sullied is I think a lot of people like when they get out of relationships they're like all of it was a lie and like it was fake and blah blah I'm like no like I mean you you know I I'm I'm it's beautiful to see that you have that perspective on your relationship and whatnot because it just because like no matter how it came to an end like you it's beautiful that you had something like that with somebody at one time you know and that doesn't change that doesn't change like that time capsule or whatever like I think that how how something ends doesn't solely the beauty of what it once was, yeah, you know? I agree. And, like, I think that there's definitely, like, there is warrant to people being, like, it was a lie, all that stuff. Because I had that for, like, a brief moment. Like, whenever we were having the end chat of, like, the end, the end of book, um, I was, like, well, then why did you tell me that you loved me, like, earlier today and then now you're saying this? And, like, it doesn't have to be two separate things. Like, I think that we we will always, like, that sounds so cheesy, but I don't care. I will always love him for that point in time. And, like, I will always love the way that he treated me for the most part. And, like... And I don't think that's wrong to say either. I yeah. think that some people would be like, you have some, like, unfinished business. I'm like, you have some it, issues. You have some issues. Like, I, like, are you going to go back and say, like, actually, no. Like, for that period of time, I actually hated him. Like, yeah. that's not... That's quite simply not true. Like... Yeah. I think it, like... I think that people build it up to to be like this huge massive thing which it is like huge whenever you say that you love someone but it's like the the love that just like with with friends it's in a very different way but like it's similar that it's just like a very easy love that you're like oh my god this is so clear because I remember like from the beginning and I think it's just because I'm a bit of 
a hopeless romantic just a, just a tiny bit but like hopeless hopeless but like i'm i'm a big feeler i'm a big feeling bear but like i think that from the beginning i was like yeah i'm pretty sure that that's where it's gonna go like even like after seeing him for like like the first date and stuff like that i was like oh but i do think that like that definitely has changed me just because now i know like going forward in terms of like relationship aspect like that can like love is such a broad word that we should have more words for it but maybe not but like i do think that like it's taught me to settle for no less than what i had because it was like it was great for what i got like it was like the first relationship i've ever been in and like to have that experience is very like lucky i feel like because a lot of people have had very very shitty past experiences with relationships but like it literally like to have the clarity that he had and that I eventually would have had of being like no we're just going to continue to to tear each other apart just by the way that we are like long story short I'm because I'm such a a feely a feely girly pop I I have to talk about how I feel and I love talking about how I feel like all the time like I'm like "Mm -hmm." it's so delicious he was the other way where it's like it it literally was was torture to him to talk about how he felt about things and it felt very pressured every time I like wanted to hear about things and it felt like I was poking and prodding all the time so that in a way like that's like the the more negative side of it is that I do think that like I had come to terms very recently with the fact that I probably loved him in a very different way than he loved me but he it doesn't have to be the same it was it was real intense for whatever whatever the hell that was like it's clear that it wasn't like a fluke you know what I'm saying and I do think I don't know. I will be grateful for the experience. I'll tell my little my little children in the future. I'm gonna be like, yeah, I had one crazy summer, one crazy, yeah. No, I think love. I think love. Oh, oh, it's time. I'm like, I'm gonna be late. Oh God. You can follow me up to my room as I change. I don't know if that's kosher. Well, girls, this has been Bob and Friends, and Lindsay has to. That was the last question, actually. Love it. Any final remarks? Love is love is is love. Don't spank your kids. <laughs> Don't spank your children. Okay, go get ready. She's going to go network. All right. I love you all. <clears throat> anyway. Goodbye.